Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tavalon. Have a cup of tea, or maybe a frothy ale. The light, why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Should we get started then? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, hold on. How, how do we start this without a script? <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, I forget. It was, I didn't put it on here. Okay. Um, we only do this every week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but now this when I have to think about notes. it, it's not coming naturally. <laughs> Okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, okay. okay. (laughs) Hold on, I have to stop laughing first. (sighs) Nah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Hello and welcome. This is the road to Tarvalin. I'm. Nope, that's not right, is it? (laughs) It was. I think it was close. Hello and welcome back. I'm here with my friend Tracy. I'm here with my friend Amber. And this is the Road to Tarvalin, a Wheel of Time podcast. And today we have a very special guest, our friend Cheyenne Sadai. Hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome. Hello. We have to be here. We're, We're glad to have you. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And we have to, I think we have to give a shout out to Khan as well. Yeah. Because he's the one who introduced us. Yeah. Aww, like that's I did so see nice. your podcast like when who was it? I think it was Narg who like on Instagram <laughs> said mentioned that like you were starting a podcast and so I followed you like on Spotify and I listened to the first episode. But really it was Khan who <laughs> brought us together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, because we were having we wanted to make a Discord mm-hmm. and I think I was messaging him about it, and he was like, oh, I can hook you up with somebody. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then Cheyenne just messaged me, and then it was, like, going quick. Mm -hmm. So Cheyenne's kind of like our Discord angel. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I've gotten to know a lot more about Discord since I created the one for the World Hoppers. Yeah, that was. I was gonna ask you about it. How how do you like that one? How's it going? There's a lot no, of people. No, it's going on it. well. Like a lot of people were people I already knew, like from the Buddy Read or Alfonsina, who I met through another podcast. I listened to and like they've shared it with a couple of people, and and it's yeah. Um, um do yeah, you wanna? Do you want to tell people where they can find it, the name on Discord, or do you have links to it for other Brandon Sanderson fans? Yeah, well, basically, this one is, like, uh, in comparison to the 17th Shard, which is, like, the main Discord, like, for the communities, for the people who do the Coppermind and the Arcanum and the Shardcast, all those, like, gather, it's pretty full, and sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming (laughs) and full of spoilers. (laughs) And so, since there were so many people asking me, like, about starting, like, any one of, like, Brandon's books, uh, or, mm-hmm. like, or that I introduced them to it, like, uh, Jason, who's also from Weaves, is reading Words of Radiance right now, and, like, things like that, I was like, I think the best place to this is, like, just create a for, like, the newer people, so that's, 
Because it can be confusing with That's so me. many books that are all connected <laughs> and so much to keep track of. Like, mm-hmm. I have a hard time, like, looking through all the words of Brandon and the copper mine. It's a huge rabbit hole. And so I created this project to help, like, people out, like, give them a hand in introducing them and, like, making things, like, not so confusing. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's called World Hoppers, right? Yeah. That's the and one. There's an in-world reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, because this fits in with today's episode, which is the fourth age, mm-hmm. um, we really wanted to bring Cheyenne in on this one. And it's because one of the main reasons is Weaves of the Wheel has such a amazing lore to their gameplay and Mm -hmm. it's really well thought out and Cheyenne is kind of going to be our expert (laughs) on this. (laughs) You can thank uh, Suanna, our Amelin seat and uh, Ren, the coin of the Black Tower for the histories. They wrote most of them. I don't know if Helena probably. And I know that Ro has had a hand in the Aeol histories since she loves them so much. But... Mm, it's really yeah, in-depth. It's, it's crazy. And it, it's strange because the other day that they were doing a fourth age episode on the Dusty Wheel, like, it was strange to me for them to consider other <laughs> ideas because, like, for me, it was, like, canon about, like, what happened. And I know it's not, like, the books and it's not official, but for me, it's strange to mm-hmm. consider other ideas about the fourth age yeah yeah and I'm sure some people are really opinionated on it too so but when I was looking through some of the weaves of the wheel lore for the fourth age a lot of the things I felt pretty strongly like yeah I agree with a lot of this mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I, mean, I think it's a, like everything like e- even the ones that are not in the history but like the minor changes like to the world like, all of them, like, go through, like, a world-building chat, like, where everybody, like, discusses, like, the change and what they think about it, and then they go to, uh, like, a of, like, some of the people who, like, know most about the world. Uh, Ro is there, Haim is there, Helena, Valsuana, Ren, forgot who else. Mm, Riss might be there. I'm there. And so, like, and that's, like, the final, like, approval like for like all the changes and sometimes they don't they made like for example with the monarchs recently they had like to like say like who are like the monarchs for each like country like some of them are like players but some other ones are like npcs so okay so i guess i guess what we need to do (laughs) is actually (laughs) explain a little bit like can you give a like a quick summary of how the game works Mm mm-hmm Okay, so basically you create, it's all based like in the fourth age, we are, like there's like a time limit, like right now the year is uh, 202 after the last battle. And I love that, um, it says LB. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we're not allowed to touch book characters, like other than in the okay. histories, mm-hmm. and those have very strict limitations, but we can't. Include book characters in our story because that would mess with everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, timelines are crazy. <laughs> mm. 
And well. so, like, you have, like, a character <laughs> and a nationality and a faction. So, like, once you, like, create a character, have an idea. And you don't have to have an idea when you join. That's what the A beginning uh, chat is for. Like, you can ask questions and, like, consolidate your character depending on, like, the nationality and the faction. And so you choose your nationality and get added to your nationality chat and, like, get to know, like, more people from, like, the nation you're from, for example. Cheyenne is from Andor. I won't tell you where my alt is from because probably a lot of people from which are going to listen to this. I'm not going to give She has a away. secret alt account. A couple of people oh. know. Con does too, and I haven't been able to figure it out. Con <laughs> uh, huh. is Con yeah, the d- Dustemar genius. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But your main account, you're gray, right? Yes. Okay. Hmm. So, so um, that's the nationality chat, and you choose your faction, which could be the White Tower, the Black Tower, um, the Underworld, and the Water Yard, and like sub faction, like the Wolfkin. Mm. So, like you choose those, and like from there, like you start advancing. So. Like What's you do a the couple most... posts of like introduction that are like about the nation, about your character, and then like you have like specific like tasks to do to go to the next level. I the ones I know best are for the White Tower because um and like you can keep track of them on the spreadsheet uh May, the keeper of the chronicles made. And so it's like uh the um, touching the source lesson, uh classes on like each element of those are really fun. And that's how you get more points, task, right? Uh, yeah, a task from the keeper. Um, there's one from the mistress of the novices and one from uh, a sitter. And so you do those, and like you gain points through those and through um, posts and sharing stories. And it's all on the spreadsheet. It's a lot. And so you just check off and fill in what you... Mm. Like, what corresponds to what you've done that week. So you uh, could uh, like you could depending on your rank you gain some you, certain gold that's for like for betting and like duels, like events on those things. And so like each rank like has like levels, and so for example for an accepted, so y- you have like a task like from each aja and one from the Amerlin and there's something else I'm missing a, a comparison of two ajas, and so like you take the test for. I said I, and then you got the raising. It's really fun. <laughs> so for people that actually would be interested in something in playing, where can they find who mm-hmm. to get in contact with to join? I would say uh, Weaves of the Wheel, like at Weaves of the Wheel on Instagram or at the Yellow Aja. That's Swan or Amarlin. Swan. Or any okay. of the admins. If you want, you can also contact me at Cheyenne underscore Sidayanel. Uh, show you, like, You'll hook everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure that we have links in our show notes too, so that people can access it easily just from mm-hmm. whatever yeah. app they're in. That'll make life easy for everybody. Tracy, did you have any questions? I know that you had a couple. Uh, well, one of the things that I was wondering while you were talking is about how many people are involved in playing this game. I'm not sure. There, there have been so many new people lately, and it's hard to know. Sometimes, as I said, the alt game, who are alts and who aren't. For example, like, Ro keeps her alts, like, pretty. Like, you know who they are. It's 
uh, Aaron and uh, Rosaline, but there's some people that hired them, like me, like Cod, I haven't been able to figure his out. <laughs> and so, uh, Suana knows who are alt and who aren't, but, so, but, um, Ro has a map of, like, all the countries and, like, where everybody is, she might know. Wow. It's so detailed. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Like, it's a, like mm -hmm. a real map of, like, our world, like, about where everybody is. Do you have people from everywhere, from the United States? Lots of Brazilians, which That's required what me a lot I when I got see. here. Uh, there are people in Turkey, in Germany, in Serbia, in South Africa, in Australia. I think there's somebody new. No, uh, India and uh, Amakia in New Zealand. There are people from all over, really. It would be really in interesting to see where people are from and what the majority of people from a certain place pick, like. Ooh. Are most of the Americans Aiel? Are most of the Europeans <laughs> yeah. Isadai? Hmm. That, that would be, be a fun really to interesting see. statistic. Yeah. yeah I, I know, like, yeah. the last time we had, like, something that could more or less give us, like, where most people were from was uh, Voices of the Wheel. Mm -hmm. And there was, like, the f iconic first paragraph that everybody knows, and so everybody wrote, like, a piece of that. And, like, at the end it listed, like, all the countries people are from. But, well, that was a couple of months ago, like, when it was still, like, strict quarantine. So, a lot of people have come on since then. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so, um, Tracy, did have you have other questions? Um... So I think one of the ones that I had wanted to ask you kind of already addressed about how they can be changed and added to, and there's like a process to go through yeah. to get any of these histories changed. Um, and some of them, like some are like world changes that like everybody knows about, but they aren't like officially like mm -hmm. in the history because they're like things like, uh, like something like a certain Terangriel or a monarch or like events of the world. Like, that are happening, things like that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I was also wondering, <laughs> are there um, possibilities of doing this in other time periods that don't necessarily touch in the book series? Or is everybody pretty happy hanging out in the fourth age for this? I think, I'm not sure, I would have to ask Lana, but I think they had uh, a different time, like, before like at the very beginning but something mm -hmm. about it, like didn't work out like there's like a like limit i think the earliest is around 140 after the last battle that's the timeline aaron which is one of rose alt uh tends to use mm -hmm. and like until like there's a timeline but like individual times like like for characters are pretty flexible like for example recently i just aged up like a whole decade basically <laughs> because things need to work out and like for example like training time like in between like uh novice and i said i like those are really flexible not everybody like has the same order those are the things that happen when you're in a role playing game and you can't edit for continuity like you would like mm -hmm. in a book because it's mm -hmm. way too much to keep track of and there are people who like are like on so many 
different things are happening at the same time. So does the the gameplay just kind of continue all the time, or are there like set periods of time where everybody gets together to play? You know, it's like you can say like from more or less like 140 after the last battle right now the year is like 202 like after the last battle those thing, the timelines are really flexible and so it's just like whenever you can fit it in like in your story so like each hmm. person but sometimes you do things like out of timeline wobbly <laughs> <laughs> wobbly timey wimey I forgot how the rest of that quote goes but <laughs> it's a wibbly wobbly timey wimey thing I'm pretty sure that's how yeah. the quote goes <laughs> Doctor Who big fan yeah, I never Same. really watched it but it's a famous quote it, 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 at this point it definitely is it's also one of the best episodes just saying so should we get into our predictions and theories and some of the wheel of the weeps canon yeah sure okay so the first um i think maybe the most important would be the white tower just because they're a force to be reckoned with and they also think they occupy that space regardless of what everyone else has to say about it. So this makes sense. <laughs> so we're um, number one. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> so uh, within Weaves of the Wheel, there's a lot of things that happen with the White Tower. Yeah. And... The, their own um, canon, like their lore for the White Tower, everything after the last battle would be considered the Fourth Age, correct? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the last battle is such a huge event. Like, and I think they were saying, like in the books, that uh, the, an age was finishing, like with the last battle approaching. So. Hmm. I think for me, with the White Tower. I feel like they would almost have to take a more like stewardship role in helping mm. the nation after the last battle because so many things would be so many places have been broken after the last battle and my own like my personal opinion is that they would have to find a way to be more helpful to the world around them. Yes. Now that the last battle is over, what's their purpose, right? <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of Ajas like have changed their purpose, like most notably the Reds, of course, because now men don't go bad. Just <laughs> yeah. full disclosure, this is going to be full of spoilers. So yes, yes. Tell, don't listen yes. to this. <laughs> and so like the Red Aja transition, like more than like... Uh, gentling men who could channel because of their danger to like regulating like channeling and like making sure that everybody did like responsibly and like finding wilders and like runaways and like all those things like being kind of like a policing force so mm-hmm. that everybody would use like channeling responsibly mm-hmm. and so oh, sorry I have it in the the notes uh that I printed out of the histories. The Red Aja finds a new purpose in the hunting and capturing of rogue channelers and those yeah. who misuse the power, bringing them to the tower for the correct training. <laughs> Sorry. 
Like correct, defined by White Tower rules. So for the for the Red Aja, the like the leader of the Red Aja, the highest. They're called mm-hmm. the highest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but for Sorry. me, I feel like the highest. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Um, I feel like the highest would have to be a diplomat between the Black Tower and the White Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I could see tensions kind of arising and there being problems between the White Tower and the Black Tower. So they would really need someone who has more of like a diplomatic role to keep things in check, I guess. <laughs> Um, so what do you guys see for the Green Aja? Um, they become the travel agents of the White Tower, is my <laughs> suggestion. Um, because since I said I now have the ability to channel, that's, that's what the Green Aja does. They just travel people around. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I, that was actually one of the things that I wrote down. I was like, is there travel Aja now? I mean, really, when you think about it, that opportunity to travel like what it does for everyone wouldn't it be nice to like kind of spread that and charge people for it so the white tower can make even more money so then the green is for money see that's okay i was thinking about something like that too but in my opinion like the kin could also do that so then there would be a war against the kin and the white tower because they would both want to be making money but i'll get into that later because <laughs> it's kind of convoluted but i think the green aja would so in my idea they would be like dispatched to the borderlands with their warders and do some hardcore training mm-hmm. that way their warders could get practice outside of the white tower and actually train against other men who aren't warders um yes. And I think the green would be, like, dedicated to the eradication of the leftover shadow spawn and whatever's mm-hmm. still around in the blight, you know, or mm-hmm. dark friends or whoever. <laughs> yeah, it's that and mostly, like, the Sanchan, too, because, like, mm. the, of, like, the greens we have, like, just mostly, like, uh, Helena and uh, Lorena. Helena focuses like a lot like on well, she's also the captain general of the Green Island. She used to be the mistress of an offices before Rob, so she had a lot to do, but I think she has an arc in Terabra now. It's impossible to keep track of everybody. <laughs> but um no, so, so there's a lot like with the sun and like leading the Green Island. She has two orders, one who happens to also be a Nashaman and the Lord Second of the Black Tower. And uh Lorena is also the queen of Malkier, and Ooh. so she takes care more of the what's related like to the Blight and the Borderlands. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good crossover. Mm-hmm. So for the Grey Aja, Tracy, do you have any predictions? I, so I don't see a lot of changes in the Ajas with the exception of the, the Red Aja. And okay. I think it's because those things are still needed, even after mm-hmm. the quote-unquote last battle. Because there's always another battle waiting. There's always another negotiation yeah. waiting in mm-hmm. the wings. There's always logic that needs to be applied. There's always healing that's needed to be done. Like, 
for me, I just see the Greys kind of wandering around the Westlands trying to do what they do and yeah. keep the keep the peace as much as possible for the benefit of everyone. That's that was, what I would see the Grey doing. That was very similar to my prediction, but th- I think the biggest change in my prediction is that the Greys would become the largest Aja. Ooh. Because... Mm. Um, so this was just in my like my head canon, but it would become the largest <laughs> Aja because the head clerk would need emissaries sent out all over mm. the world to make sure that everyone's keeping the dragon's peace. Mm-hmm. And so they would need a lot of people working with every nation and every, you know, political faction to make sure things are going smooth. And then they would also need a like a diplomat to the Aiel because the Aiel are kind of like the new military, I guess. So they would have to have some kind of like law and order system, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, are they setting up prisons? Yeah, so I can <laughs> give a lot of insight into the Grey because it is my own. Yeah. And recently, <laughs> since Ro became the mistress of novices, she stepped down from the post of head clerk. And so now... I am. So, so you are <laughs> the head clerk. A lot of, yeah. And so this is what Ro wrote for the um, garage. It says, As I said, I, we are servants of all, not just to those with means. With the unsettled nature of the Westland since the invasion of the Sanchan before the last battle, the Grey Aja has put time and effort into maintaining peace. It is time to allow our focus to include other issues. The Grey Aja shall, shall again focus on re-entering society at all levels, ensuring that fair judgment and laws are enacted to protect people from prosecution and abuse because of their supposed lower status. Mm. Hey. And so, yeah, a lot of it is like the Sanchan, like we have like divisions, like within the Ajahn, so, like, each has their own, like, specialty, like, advisors, like, uh, Lila, like, work, like, with a specific, like, ruling council, like, in, um, like, in a country, Lila is, I think, in our domain. It's not this doc. There's so many documents. <laughs> We're basically, like, four, more or less. Uh, Ro, Lila, me, and Arael, and the Seekers are the ones that, like, go out in the world and, like, Okay. Help people like Ariel and uh, tacticians like do other like background, like research, seeing like what trends they are like in history and like looking like for information to help like the Asian. They work closely with the Browns. Oh, okay. So I actually, I that was something that I was thinking of too. That for the Browns, I would say like their biggest. Um, like partner would be the Greys because they would need to, I guess, okay, so the Browns would be, in my opinion, like setting up universities and schools mm. throughout the nations. Yes. And then, that's is that, what okay. <laughs> and then I would say like they would need to work with the Greys to assess what nations need help with what. So they would be very close-knit together. And then my other prediction was kind of like a scary one. (laughs) So, yeah, so if the Browns were setting up, you know, all of these schools and there could be, you know, much later on, you know, centuries after the last battle, you could have a 
new era of technology, kind of like how it was in the Age of Legends. And then that would either mean two things. So like an era of peaceful magic and technology or an arms race. <laughs> so it could go either way. <laughs> cool. uh, yeah, really, all that depends on the sun. Yeah, that, exactly. They control most of the uh, weapons, like um, the dragons and all that, which I've been looking into and so yes like uh flintlock uh, weapons like exist but it's, they're very rare only a couple of player characters have them because all of them are in Sean chen control damn Sean chen because they have the <laughs> okay. advantage of having the people who know most about gunpowder like living like in their lands and that's the illuminators and so like they use like their knowledge to like, expand and, like, counteract the dragons, which Aludra had invented and which are now are mostly in the control of, like, Camelin and Karian because of Aludra. And so, yeah. Yeah, um, well, the part of, like, the Sanchan and the Illuminators has been really, like, augmented by uh, Chris, who is another player. And, like, she has been doing a lot of work into that and, like, Figuring out like what, like their relationship, is. Since well, she is playing like an illuminator who finds out she can channel. So. Ooh, yeah. what a combination! Yeah, <laughs> I can make things go boom, and I can make things go boom. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, and what Tracy? Do you have any predictions for the yellow Aja? Um, I would hope that they follow a trend of doing things outside of Tarvalon and outside of the White Tower and establish healing not just for a few, but for many. All, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, looking through the the histories that Cheyenne sent to us, um... It looks as though the the yellows do go around in like their uh, fourth age histories to create hospitals, which I think is such mm-hmm. a that's just why weren't they doing that before? Like yeah. there there are so many times where I look at this because they thought they were better than everybody, <laughs> as proved by when I need pills filling. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm like why? There's just so much about like the White Tower and that huge time span where I'm like, why weren't you out? helping the people why weren't you doing that okay yeah it's i just okay it's fine well that was always i I know we've brought it up so many times i know right (laughs) it's like green aja what were you doing Mm -hmm. we have serious (laughs) yellow aja what were you doing yeah that's just how i feel like i'm just like why aren't they why aren't they helping there are so many things they could help with i mean I don't One know, the- maybe, maybe it needs to kick back to an Age of Legends idea of Aes Sedai, where really yeah. they're just not much any higher than anyone else. They just happen exactly. to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just happen to be able to channel, and on top of that, they still go. need to be, like, good at something else or use yeah. their ability to channel to do things that are good for other people if they want to be recognized. Like, I don't know. It'd be nice to have Aes Sedai go back to that 
little regression. Yeah, definitely. Thoughts, Cheyenne? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the yellow... It's pretty interesting. Con yeah. in the yellow, uh, Ariana is the first weaver. I had forgotten that title for a moment. And Ariana Linsuana was raised from uh, the yellow Aja. She was the one who invented the weave that you mentioned. The other mm-hmm. episode. Like, of, like, the heart. That was, like, super detailed, like, with the DNA mm-hmm. pattern. The I double helix. how it was called. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I don't remember if the weave had a name, but... And so the hospitals like are like a really big part of it. And like in Tarvan too. Like learning to like it's really important. Not everybody is skilled with it, even if you're strong in spirit, which is Jayan's case. She's not super like, You're you're high in spirit at, though, right? Yeah, skilled with Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> One of the high uh, gateways and shielding mostly. But yeah, shielding is related to Tarangriel, but um but like being skilled in healing like isn't easy. Yeah. And for example, uh Khan is doing like uh like an inventory of like different herbs and like their uses. Mm, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And so like you learn a lot that way. And so yeah, like the hospitals are a really big part, like of the yellow. Mm-hmm. They're giving. They're giving back to society. <laughs> that freaking time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took you guys and, so long. Yeah, and then the <laughs> next would be the blue Aja, and this is where I was stumped. I could not think of where the blue Aja fits in this new fourth age, and mm-hmm. for the life of me, I couldn't think of anything. I think because they what's probably, their purpose? I, I don't I, know. I think they would probably continue to be the seekers of causes. Like, that's what Varen refers to them as in New Spring, and I feel like that is probably going to hold true as. Um, but, like, when Chan was talking about the gray, I was like, okay, so the gray now feels very brown and very blue at the same time. Because mm-hmm. if the gray is out doing a lot of those things to help up through all socioeconomic backgrounds, then, yeah, does the blue still fit in but I suppose it probably helps to have people who are experts in certain areas so like a gray yeah. could be an expert at being able to mediate the situation but we'll potentially need to call in a brown and a blue to counsel him or her on what they need to know and so I feel what should hopefully happen within the white tower is a broader cross communication between the, the Ajas. Ajas? Yeah. Ooh, su- such a good yes. point. Yeah. Like, they could, they could really benefit from using each other's knowledge instead of having, like, weird secret weaves and shit. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I still want secret yeah. weaves just because I think that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but, like, for example, like, I know, like, of the existence of, like, some of the secret weaves. Like, you know, like, they exist, but... Like, know how to do them yeah use them so for example uh the brown has one like for like tell them like <laughs> stay awake yeah! <laughs> i can't i can't i can't use this reference spoilers because i know you're going to start to miss board i can't use this reference um <laughs> but yeah that's an interesting one uh the yellow has the one you mentioned i'm the heart like, some of the ones that you shared last mm-hmm. time. Like, you know they exist. Mm-hmm. 
but well, like you don't like use them. Like for example, the one for the grave was, was created in a like very like well-known situation. It was basically in the middle of the last battle. Of course, people would know that would exist, but the graves have really taken time to like study gateways and put them like to their use because of all the traveling mm -hmm. and information they need. And so like each Asha has like its specialties, but and the secret weaves exist, but it's just that the other artists don't use those weaves, though they know they exist for the okay. most part. Hmm. Yeah. And then the last would be the white Aja, right? That was all of them, I think. Yeah. Well, we didn't really talk too much about the red, but we mentioned them. But the white, I mean, mm -hmm. I see it because the white was, if I, I think the smallest Aja. And I feel yes, like they would. It still is. I feel like they would be needed again with philosophy and logic, and after like the splinterings of all of these nations and keeping you know tensions from rising, I mm -hmm. guess. But I almost could see them as being the new um, yoga instructors. <laughs> 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 I can hardly imagine a doing that. Breathe in I, logic, I, breathe out logic. Yeah, I feel like this, I feel like they would just be needed everywhere because, yeah, high tensions and they would need someone stable to look at everything from like a, philosoph like a philosophy point of view or something like that. But it's passionate. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, more, like two points of view of the Ajahs. One is the like the more mathematical side of figuring out like weaves and how to quantify them and all that. That's uh, Naren Sedai's strength. I, she's I think she's a physicist in IRL. Yeah. She knows a lot about physics, and so she can go on about math and physics for ages. <laughs> and like I think the only person that uh, that really understands her is Haim, who is a Nashaman. Mm. And so she's there. And the other side is more like uh, Zara Sedai's side. She is the first reasoner. That's more like about seeking truth and like personal truths too. Like not only like about the world, but that's like more the philosophical mm -hmm. side. But yeah, what you were saying about uh, the way of being like a stabilizing force. I can't imagine uh, Naren doing that. <laughs> Naren is pretty. It's a, she's a pretty emotional. Uh, white. Like, white. <laughs> She's uh, she's actually uh well her character is Sea Falk so oh okay mm, but like Zara like that so they have like these two sides like the mathematical side and um, like more like philosophical side which fits mm -hmm. yeah you normally find Naren in the ninth depository <laughs> oh something that's interesting is you said that they do like they're more technical with the weaves and whatnot. Maybe that would be something that they could do yeah. with the wise ones, like figuring out how to do these mm. apprenticeships and sending, you know, do they want to send girls, young women from the White Tower to train with the Aiel wise ones? Are we, are they still doing that? Or, you know, that was one of, wasn't that one of Egwene's wishes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. And it's strange, like, because we, like, I think that other than uh, Serenia, we don't have any, like, wise ones playing. And Serenia hasn't been active for a while. But, um, 
like those things like have changed a lot because of like what happened with the uh, Sanchan and with the Sharans mm-hmm. and the AEL are really pressured on both sides. They're very mm-hmm. busy. And so, like, some may, like, do come to a tower, but it's more like a personal mm-hmm. choice rather than an agreement of, like, every year or whatever, they send, like, this many novices and, like, exchange. It's just, like, a personal choice. Uh, Corinne, Inia, and... Um, so they get to decide Crystal whether or not they or, go um, or like, stay. Yeah. Okay. So they're not forced into it. <laughs> and, no, they... They get to decide, and if they, it's not like a forced agreement of like, you send this many and we send this many. It's just if they want to, they're welcome. Okay. Because it's writing an ale is really difficult, so we don't have that many mm. ale people. Yeah, I feel like the I feel like the whites would be helpful when dealing with the ail because, you know how Robert Jordan is always saying one character is like. I just don't understand the Aiel. They make no sense to me. (laughs) And they would need, like, a white Aja member to be, like, calm and very... (laughs) Very willing to, like, look at this from a different perspective, from with the eyes of reason. And that's why I think maybe, like, they could be helpful in that, like, apprenticeship swap. (laughs) Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, I like that. Um, yeah. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about for the White Tower? Because yeah, we're going. No, I, I think we should. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, on yeah. This which one. I mean, I'm totally fine with. There's always so much to talk about with the White yeah. Tower. Um, <laughs> sadly, I just want to. Yeah, but I really want to talk about the Sanchan because there's so much there, and the Black okay. Tower. I was like the Sanchan. I just kind of want to dump in the trash. Um, because that's how I feel about them as a nation. Like, can we just recycle then? Um, (laughs) I wish you could see Tracy because she's holding the notes. It looks like of the Sean Chen, like she's going to drop them in the trash. I can't. I've made notes on here, so I have to keep it until we're done talking. (laughs) But there is a lot that happens with the Sean Chen, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm like, let's just, like, pitch it. Is it's so disruptive. It's still like their approach to their way of life does not seem to have been influenced at all by their exposure to the Westlands. Like there's still the the Soldem dominate issue is still mm-hmm. like weird yes. and strange and they seem to be kind of okay with it like I just don't I mean these are like according to the histories that you guys have written out here but I like that it at least goes in a direction but I wish Matt would have like been able to exert like in these histories yeah but I wish Matt was like Tuan just sit down let my Tavern work no, during like that time like like during that time like when um like Matt and Tuan, like, were, like, ruling, like, the Sunshine, they like, things had gotten a lot better, mm-hmm. but then after Matt's disappearance and then Tuan's death, everything. Right. Went to the ground. But it's interesting because, like, we actually have a person, like, playing, like, a uh, Sunshine and... <laughs> Does everyone hate that person? It's very, very <laughs> interesting. No! <laughs> They're trying to kill them with kindness. That's what's happening, oh, right? Oh, Okay. 
No, because, okay, so it's, basically, it's, um, yeah, Ross started that he was a member of the Death Watch Guards, and then he channeled accidentally, and so he's looking for the Black Tower because, and so he has this really hard time, like, mm, separating, like, what he was taught, like, all his life, and, like, what, like, his new situation mm -hmm. is. Yeah, the Shan Shan are very culty. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And so it's been very interesting, like, uh, reading, like, Chris's post with him, because, um, like, growing up, like, in Taraban and, mm, like, with the way the Sunshine have treated the Illuminators and, like, all the things, like, with the guns and all that, hasn't been good. And so, and people just generally don't like the Sunshine, and seeing her interactions with somebody from that culture has been really interesting because of the huge like contrast there's but Ross has done an amazing job writing from a Sanchez perspective mm, yeah that would be see that would be so difficult to like put yourself in the head of someone like this mm -hmm. I mean yeah like even more than writing a nail yeah Sanchez, like I was impressed when he chose that nationality like wow hmm. yeah sometimes yeah sometimes it's just it's amazing what people can come up with Mm -hmm. I mean, in my, like, in my point of view, I almost, I, I pretty much agree with how Cheyenne put it, how after the death of Tuan and the disappearance of Matt, like, if you go forward into the future, I just see everything going on with the Shan Chen as a mess and very chaotic. And the only thing that I could come, could come up with is basically like a Cold War situation. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. a DMZ, like having a demilitarized zone <laughs> so that an actual like war war doesn't break out. Mm -hmm. So it would just be like Aiel always coming in new groups to be on mm -hmm. borders at all times. Interesting. And then of course having yeah, and remember, mediaries. Like, at the end of the book, like the situation like in the San Chan homeland was like, very difficult because, uh, like, I mean, Tuan's mother died and they were in the middle of the last battle and uh, Rand had, like, pushed them away so much. And then the dragon's piece. And so, like, a lot of, like, Tuan's efforts were, like, dedicated to fixing mm -hmm. that. And especially with the revelation that she was, like, trained as a soldam, that was a whole disaster. Yeah. Basically. I just can't. I just can't see Matt being cool with a slave trainer wife. <laughs> no, he really no. doesn't. Yeah. What was it? We were talking about this yesterday about how uh, we wanted Matt and Tuan to split. To cut like, the Sean Chen divorce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't complete. know if the notion of divorce exists. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was my question. What I have written down is, is there a Shan Chen version of divorce in this world? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. But I feel like there should be one. But I just don't. I also don't see Matt being okay with the fact, again, like this is from the histories that comes from the game. I don't see him being okay with the fact that one of his kids kills another one of the kids and he lives in a culture yeah. that embraces and encourages that kind of treatment of family members. So in the histories that I read and printed out and whatever, 
like I was like maybe this disappearance of Matt isn't really like I don't think he was executed. I have a feeling that Matt just bounced. No, I don't yeah. think so either. I think he was just like, you know what? Yeah, and besides, we do have, like, the band of the Red Hand still exists. Ooh. So I, I, I don't believe Matt was I think he pulled uh, a, killed I think either. He, we do know how Gain was killed. I think he killed, pulled but. a gnome and just created a new identity for himself. Yeah, yeah. Or kept yeah. his and was that like, I'm a just a legend. <laughs> You know? <laughs> that would be so typical. Exactly. Matt, but I don't know if that's Sanjan. Yeah, but if he's got the band. Yeah, that, true. I mean, it's probably pretty handy. That that was, like, the one thing that I was, like, I didn't really like that about the whole Sanjan, Matt thing. Yeah, no, Matt, Matt wouldn't be cool with that. But a lot of that was afterwards. Well, and I was trying to figure out, too. After yeah, if he appearance. went somewhere with the band and was gone for a year and it happened while he was away or something, what could he do about it? Maybe that would be enough to just put him over the edge and leave for a little bit and be like, I'm done here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Was there anything else about the Sean Chen that we wanted to? Mm, the Black Tower. Okay. That's pretty important. Okay. Are we doing the Black Tower? We are. We are. So... Do either of you have any predictions, or do we want to talk about canon from the Weaves of the Wheel lore? Either. Yeah, no, I want to hear what you think, okay. because I'm really used to it. I'm like, the huge shift okay. there was in the Black Tower. Also, the fact that the title, Mahel, is cursed. <laughs> Not I kidding. feel like that title is gone so. forever after Taim. Like, it's done. Like, we don't use that anymore. I really see the Black Tower growing in um, in their relationships with the Red Aja. And like I brought up earlier, I really think the Red Aja would have to have some type of diplomatic role between the Black Tower and the White Tower if they don't want issues to come mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And I think there's potential for... I feel like once some of the Red Aja sisters have started having, like, bonded with... having being bonded with the Ashaman, I feel like it would become... I feel like the others would say, like, oh, okay, well, if they're doing it, I'll do it. And then we get this giant group of you know, Red Aja sisters with tons of warders and they all kind of end up being their own thing where I almost feel like instead of a white tower, black tower, it would almost be a Red red Aja black tower and it would kind of, you know what I mean? They would all kind of like stay grouped together just because I don't, yeah, so I, don't I-, I don't see the... I don't know if if they're if the Black Aja are kind of left alone to not deal with the White Tower. If there's no connection there, I just see them drifting farther and farther apart. Mm. Yeah. So I think like <laughs> this is like there's a huge like shift like in the Black Tower. It, like takes control mm-hmm. and everything, and they start building it. Then uh, the town that grows up around it ends up being called the uh, Hey Tom. I don't know what that means in the old tongue, I forgot, but I know it does have a meaning. But the San Chan, with their discovery of like the melee dom, like the one that Samurag used on 
rant that horrible horrible scene where he almost mm -hmm. strangled the bed mm. yeah like they discovered yeah. and so that caused a huge like shift between like the surgeon who wanted to call her male channelers and mm, like everybody's still trying to like keep the dragon's peace but the black tower doesn't like that they're doing that and so like a lot of the relationships like they had like got like they deteriorated like with the white tower and with the king i don't know about the wise ones though but the Aeol were very busy dealing with the sunshine and with the sharons and so i'm just gonna read a part of the history it says uh yeah. due to limited numbers of soldam in the west ends uh, like and says see the sunshine histories uh, the Sanchan passed a law that states that male channelers would no longer be collared, but instead killed if they're captured as a cure in, in their native lands. Because, like, in their native lands, like, the Sanchan have, like, control over, like, if there is somebody that channels, like, I mean, as long as they stay within their borders and, like, respect that, like, well, because of the dragon's piece, they can't, like... Mm -hmm. take them out or anything so they can do more things like that like in their borders but the black tower isn't happy that's why I, that's why i kept thinking of like a dmz like a demilitarized zone <laughs> or I a no channeling that. zone or something yeah yeah the black tower basically like tries to like get like male channelers like away from the sun chan and it's like half bow, half not. It's very strange. Like it's not like full like demilitarized uh, zoner. I forgot how the term mm -hmm. is. But you're right. Like they keep like going like back and forth. I can definitely see that being an issue. And I mean, yeah, and they help like the kin like um, learn like combat dudes because remember the kin's like basic like mo they're like home base was in Ebudar, and that's mm -hmm. Sanchen lands. And, yeah, they... The relationship finally breaks down, like, around 52 ALB. And... Like, some of the... Uh, Ashima that used to be bonded by, I said, I return to the Black Tower, others stay, and, like, end up being, like, the first, like, male I said I and eventually like when the um, peace ends in 100 it'll be uh logan like personally leads like an attack and then he is captured and they kill damn him. and it's sad <laughs> yes damn. yeah when i read that in the this history section i was like did i miss something in the books like i don't i don't no. remember logan being <laughs> executed by the Shantan in the in the books what and then I was like oh right this is additionally made up added on to so in my world Loghain is still fine but you guys ruined it for me for a moment <laughs> yeah I was also like when I read it I was like yeah, oh that, my god like, that hit me in the gut harder than I was expecting yeah Logan might be one of my favorite male characters, and he's not. Yes. He's I not. I'm so excited for him, them to expand his role in the yes, TV show. Yes, me too. Me too. 
Definitely. Mm -hmm. That was the, I think that was the first news from the show that I heard where I was like, oh, yes, a hundred, a million times percent. Yes. Love mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it seems like they're filming like those scenes, like around this time in Segovia, which is funny mm. because <laughs> the other is day. Isn't he from Spain? From, yeah. Alvaro okay. Morte is Spanish. I've never watched La Casa mm -hmm. Papel, though, so I don't know. Like, I've never seen him acting, but... Yeah, it's funny because the other day, uh, Marek, who is also Spanish, was, like, mentioned that he had been, like, in the castle. They were filming, like, a couple of times, and now that you were filming, and it was so strange, like, for that to happen. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, do we want to move on from the Black Tower? Yeah. Or was there anything Just, else yeah, to add? Yeah, quickly. No. That afterwards, like, the Black Tower is, like, reestablished as seen by the fact that there is a Black Tower in Reeves of the Wheel uh, <laughs> by uh, Ren Tayan. And he, instead of the cursed title of how he takes the one that in the old tongue means, like, the first. And so, like, from there... Okay. Uh, like, they like start, like, lane. rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's uh, the coin. And, like, there are also, like, a uh, female Ashaman, like, a Maki. And that's it's really cool. Really I think that's yeah. interesting. That was actually one of the questions that I had written down was that if, like, male channelers were going to the White Tower to train, would there be female channelers that would come to the Black Tower to yeah, train? Although, yeah, although, like, in terms of player characters, there are more male Channelers in the White Tower than female in the Black. The other one okay. is uh, Car, but she hasn't been active in a while, and uh, Lilith. But again, they haven't been really active, mostly Amaki. Do you guys think there's potential for the Red Aja and the Ashaman, the bonded pairs, to like have families like the Greens do with their warders? I don't think it's like been really odd just because like the mutual bond does exist and there's several people who are mutual they're bonded. so uh, Helena, close. Mm, uh, Igven and Kalel and Marek and Lorena all are like mutually bonded. Because even, I mean, when we read Elaine and Brigitta, when we kind of know what they're going through through, th through their bonds, it's really close, but it's nowhere near like what Pavara and Andral have and together. Mm -hmm. And their, I think true. their bond and relationship is really just an emotional, spiritual, yeah. I mean, they are so connected. And I almost feel like that would be the strongest relationship a bonded pair could have mm -hmm. versus, you know, there's... Yeah. There's the greens with their warders, the regular warders, but this bond with with the double bond is something yeah. like incredible and unique to yeah. the red yes. and the ashaman. Yeah, mm. no, there's a reason like so many of the Isai who have like mutually bonded someone like in the game they're married to that person. See, so, yeah, uh, that's Kalel what I was thinking. And are a great example. I actually got to see that. Uh, like the role play for that wedding. It was, I have just joined. Yeah, it was during uh, Beltine. That was in April. I joined on the first. It was that weekend. Mm. And so, I, but writing a mutual bond is very, very difficult. Like writing a normal bond yeah. is hard enough. I think 
Yeah, the I part... think the AELR are the next people we can tackle because this is really interesting. Yeah, I think I think with the IEL, they they will always have a job to do in the fourth age. They will not have any uh, moments of <laughs> waiting around and not mm -hmm. knowing their part because there's just so much going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see, yeah, I see, just see them as a military force and a fractured society, so there's always a need. Yeah, predictions for the Shida, what do you think? Like, oh. the because of, like, all the events in the book. I feel like they would eventually kind of trickle off into their own little groups. I don't think they're going to stay one big group together forever, so I think they will kind of create their own little societies and some of them good and some of them bad and some of them, you know, very hostile. Some of them ending up more like the um, the tinkers where some of them just kind of, you know, create their own society after, <laughs> after having like the full force of what was it? It was parents' army, pretty much just like decimate them. I think that would be a big blow to their self-esteem. And you know what I mean? And I don't think they would know where they fit in this world mm -hmm. anymore. So they would all just kind of go separate ways. Um, so I actually just got done reading that part in book 11. Ooh. And so my thought actually is mm -hmm. that... Uh, Thereva, Thereva, however you say her name, has more than enough grit and determination to attempt to actually pull as many Shado together as she possibly can to take back to the Threefold Land. And okay. Since they're back first, <laughs> they can like kind of reestablish themselves a little bit among the Aiel. If that's possible, I don't know. Like. Maybe they need to rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> they need some good PR. Like, before they come back, they're like, we're some blah, 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 lost Aiel society. Yeah. We just found our way here, guys. I don't know. I don't know. But I would I would see them as being able to, yeah, like, pull themselves together somehow. Like, they okay. have a lot of pride. Mm, yeah, they do. Like, I think the consensus of, like, they split off. A lot of them stayed in Karian, which is... Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm, like, there are a lot of people, like, with, uh, Shido heritage in, like, around Karian, and, like, the, um, like, uh, we're, like, with the, uh, it's not the spine of the world. It's, I forgot. Anyway, yeah, the spine. Not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like with the Shido, there's too many... Each one would think that they know what's best and that they're mm. the strongest. And I think it, there would be too many. I don't know. Like ten, yeah, and they would like split off. Actually, Ro, I haven't finished this arc because I'm kind of behind with everyone. But uh, Ro was writing about like an encounter like with the Tinkers and that there was some male following them, and she was like, like her character was like super confused, and then she figured out that. Even though the you know, aren't like super, like fond of the tinkers because of everything that happened like with, 
mm-hmm. uh, the shadow, like, they join them and they're, like, separated, but they follow things and then try to, like, follow, like, their, like, not exactly follow the way of the leaf, but they, like, align themselves. They're, like, all over the shadow, really. That's what I would think, too, that they just kind of all went separate ways and little groups. There's yeah. a moth in here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what happens sitting in the dark. It just, as I say, it just adds to the um, foliage behind you and how very natural that scene is. Just have I am my own strange. wildlife. You do. <laughs> you didn't know, but you were a Disney princess calling to the insects of the world. You have Moraine's secret weave. Yeah, the bugs. I can control the... Yeah. I just want, you know, like a group of butterflies around me at all times, making me look very ethereal. <laughs> I love, love, love that idea. I love it. Do we want to move on yeah. from the Shido? Or was there anything else you guys wanted to add real quick? Yeah, not about the Shido, not. But I do want to talk about, like, the Sanchan and Shara in regards okay, to sh- the Yale. Especially Shara was Shara, a really hard one for me. There's a lot we don't know about them. Yeah. So what were... But I think the consensus is mostly, A, like, the A, like, were, like, busy, like, fighting, like, the Sanchan, like, holding them off, keeping the dragon's peace. And then, uh, Shara comes in, wait a minute. And, uh, the, like, the Sharans, like, want to, like, push back because, like, they aren't exactly happy with the result of the last battle. And what the White Tower did to them. And so some of them, like, come back, like, to the waste and, like, try to push into the Westlands. Mm. And so the Aeol are distracted from the Sanchan because they need to defend their own territories from the Sharans. Okay. Really, I want to learn so much about Sharans. Yeah, There's the so Sharans are crazy. That we could learn there. And that, like, I mean, just they're... They end up, like, worshipping Demandra to some, like, prof... Some profit basically yeah and like do they not realize that they were far- fighting with an army of trollocs and shadow spawn but for some reason they thought they were on the good guys side like it makes <laughs> no sense to me what was going on in their heads <laughs> and actually it makes a lot more sense once you read like uh, river of souls that's from uh the Mondra's perspective that is supposed to be a part mm-hmm. of memory of light I really enjoyed the River of Souls, and I, I really would have liked to get that like in the books, but yeah. I understand why it couldn't make it. Yeah, the Sharans, their history anyway. is really yeah. it's interesting. Just we don't yeah, know much. Yeah, I mean, about I just them. feel like any little bit would be <laughs> exciting to know. Just getting a little bit here and there, but I just feel like the Sharan lands would be an utter chaos. I mean. Yeah, and so like the Aeol, of course, are like very, uh, like wary of the Sharns, and so like a lot of what, like, I, they're like a lot like weaker than before, and so that isn't exactly good. Like for when the dragons peace, and then that's what allows the Sanchan like to launch the attacks they did because the Aeol like couldn't be there. Because they're fighting off the shards. So, 
in Weaves of the Wheel, do the Sharans and the Shan Chen ever fight? Against each other? I don't think so. As far as I can see. But they're basically like an opposite ends of the world, so. <laughs> that would be That's really interesting potential. to see. Yeah, because they both have channelers, right? Yeah. The fourth age sounds messier than I ever thought yeah. it would. Oh, also, we have yeah, a railway system. Yeah. <laughs> a what system? A railway system. So now they're trains. Good. Which is fun. That's yeah. why, yeah, I think after a couple centuries of universities and stuff going, like, what what if channeling becomes not even uh, that big of a important deal? anymore? Yeah. yeah. Now they have... Like, like a lot of like technological, I, I think it, like developments. Mm-hmm. I think at some point Mogadine, I don't remember where. Maybe it was in Lord of Chaos or something. I think at one point Mogadine is talking about, um, like prosperity and technology that has once been but was lost, and something about like I don't remember if it was like starships or something. I don't really remember, mm-hmm. but. I think there's so much potential for so much time to pass where, like, what if channelers just, it's just like doing magic tricks and technology is so advanced that. <laughs> mm-hmm. To many, technology like, looks beca- like magic. Or is it to the ignorant, yeah. technology looks like magic? I don't know. To yeah. me, it still looks like magic. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take my side in the ignorant. Um, I didn't really have any comments on the Aiel. Um, was there anything else that we wanted to cover on that? Um, with the Aiel, no. But I did want to talk about the Borderlands if we can. Mm-hmm. And maybe just so we can touch on the kin, maybe. Yeah. The kin is really hard. Like it, We don't have like that much for them. Well, I feel like... Um, I guess, I don't know, I guess I can just say it now because it's not a lot, but for the kin, I feel like I'm very worried for them and I'm scared that after the last battle, they would need some type of bargaining power to not be conscripted or taken over by the White Tower and the White Tower just enforcing everything that they do. Like Tracy had brought up having like the white tower just having people that are making um gateways Mm -hmm. and traveling but i could see there being an issue where the white tower wants to make all the money with traveling but then the kin would be like well we can do that too and we can make our own money that way and then the white tower would be like well you work for us Mm -hmm. so i feel like with the kin they would need like that bargaining power. So for for me and my theory of what happens is the kin create the first like channelers union in the wheel of time. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I mean, that's just it is like, can the white tower withstand the competition of two other bodies that are full of channelers? Like, how long will they allow that to continue before they're like, nope, you guys belong over here with us? Uh, what, is it, yeah. what is it that Maureen says? How long is it before deference becomes obedience? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
The white tower likes to throw its weight around, get its own way. Yeah. yeah. And I could see the kin kind of wanting to do their own thing. I'm sure some of them just want to retire yeah. and, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of Kind of that, separate themselves. Yeah, like that they have like their agreements with the white tower. A lot of the, like, like they can train a lot of the people like the younger ones like. For example, I think Helena, like, before coming to the White Tower, was trained by an aunt who was, like, in the kin or something. And I think something similar happened with Arael. Mm. And, like, they do keep the, the, like, retiring into the kin, like, being, like, released from the Ulfrod. Not going to get into the debate about the Ulfrod, because that has happened a lot on the discourse, <laughs> and it takes forever. But, yeah, yeah. God, especially... Has strong opinions about well, the Well, and then there's, yeah, then there's the potential for some of the kin to outlive most of the Aes Sedai. And once the Aes Sedai realized they could live longer being in the kin, possibly, then you would see them leaving earlier. And then the kin numbers growing even more, maybe. Mm. <laughs> So I can definitely yeah. see issues between the kin and the White Tower. Mm -hmm. So at first I would be worried for the kin being taken advantage of, and then later on I would be worried for the White Tower numbers to like dwindle because everyone would want that freedom. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. a lot of the what kin uh, have. the kin do is like help like uh sounds like safe houses, like to escape like the Sanchan and like the other things, the hospitals. Like not mm -hmm. all working because like, they're with so the good at that Raja because the kin are pretty like skilled in healing like the red woman and all that so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i think they would help a lot there yeah definitely i think they have to work out some type of like payment situation with you know they can't just work for free <laughs> 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 and they should you know like how do these poor kins women i just I'm so scared for them, like, post-last battle. <laughs> I think they're... You do this, you do this, you do this, and then they're like, oh, shit. Well, and this is how <laughs> we become roped into the White Tower. And I mean, so many mm -hmm. of them wanted that, that you know, maybe it wasn't all bad, but yeah. so many of the other kin were like, I just want to do my own thing. Yeah, and I, I wanted to stay in Andor and help Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. The White Tower's a little ridiculous. Stay out here. Mm hmm But at the same time, like, yeah, I think down the line, it would almost make things worse for the White Tower, and people might start leaving, and then, yeah. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think... So I don't know. Yeah, it's the Sanchen, uh, like, the White Tower that's wearing me. But, well, at least, like, they work a lot, like, in the hospitals and that, and so that helps a lot, because there's one in Miami, one in the Borderlands... I love that I the hospital is in Mayan, man. Yeah. That's what I was talking to Cheyenne about before we started. Is just I love that, like, Bear Lane's hospital stayed where it is and became, like, the big mm -hmm. hospital of <laughs> the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very cool. I liked that, too. Okay, so should we skip forward, yeah. then, to the Borderlands? Yeah. Okay. So... Tracy, did you have anything that you want to start out with? Um, I just liked uh, in, like, the histories that are written from the Weaves of the Wheel community that Perrin and Nynaeve kind of end up in the same place in some ways. Um, 
uh, what's her name? Fail is now queen of, yeah, she's now queen of uh, Saldea, and Nynaeve is queen in Malkia. Queen of. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. But they are still, like, it seems like they're all kind of back and forth between the White Tower, the Two Rivers, Malkier, and uh, Saldea. Saldea. Yeah. Because Perrin's, like, now lord of in the Two Rivers as well. Oh, yeah. hmm Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was one of the things that I liked seeing, uh, especially after reading New Spring. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Lan didn't necessarily want to become king in Malkier, but I also believe that down to his bones, he was meant to yes. bring Malkier back from the blight. And right. he knows it, and to be able to see that happen in his lifetime, that must have felt amazing. Yeah, like, rebuild, rebuilding yeah. Malkier, like, as a, like, the Blight Retreat. That's exactly what I have. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fun. I say, Lan will go down as a legend after killing Demandred, so I can see every last surviving yep. person with any trace of Malkieri heritage following the Mandragorans back to Malkier. a lot of people who are escaping <laughs> from the Sanchan, too, because it's the perfect place. It's at the yeah. other side. They know that they have somebody like Lan to Yeah, leave, that's but... a great point. Yeah. I see incredible growth for the nation at an incredible speed, Mm -hmm. kind of like what happened to the two rivers when Perrin was there and people just kept coming more and more, kind of like what Cheyenne said, there are people escaping the Shan Chen. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so I, will there be a retreat of the blight? I think think slowly, yes. Yeah. Yes, but I don't think it's Robert Jordan's style to say, okay, the last battle's over, now everything's peaceful, and everyone lived happily ever ever after. Like, Malkier is, like, the defenders of the Blight, so I see them rooting out every last shadow spawn or dark friend as one of their duties, and then having a strong relationship with the Green Aja in that aspect. aspect. Yeah, Yeah, it's, like, slowly. And, like, as, um... Yeah, like... Now, lands and Nynaeve's children, like, continue, like, to ruin. Eventually, like, as I said here, like, eventually, like, when, like, land died, because sadly that has to happen. Uh, like, Nynaeve probably just continued working, like, with the uh, yellows in the, like, Borderlands hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as I said, like, in the game, we can't really touch, like, uh, book characters, so we just, like, Leave them like there, so my niece doesn't like to see anyone. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, she just stays there working, like with the in the hospital. And she is highly antisocial. Yeah, but believe me, that's I love that I they in the. I love that in the weaves of the wheel. Uh, Lord, they named her first daughter the name of her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thought that was really yeah, sweet, because, Eleanor. Yeah, Nanny's mother died when she was how old? Forgot. Yeah, uh, young. Yeah, not, not like super, super young. Like she wasn't a baby, like Lan, but she was still a young girl. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, well, like nowadays, like in, like Wizards of the Wheel, like the present, um, like two of our player characters, like are the current, uh, 
monarchs of uh, Malkir. It's uh, Merrick and Lorena, and they're both. I said I have the green Asha. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I had anything else for the Borderlands. Mm -mm. No. No. I did have a kind of just a like. I don't know if you guys see it here, just wild yeah. card tinfoil theory to see, predictions. Okay, for me it's strange to see tinfoil because I'm used to the aluminum foil because it's a reference to something that happens in Miss Bornera too. And so like we call them like aluminum foil hat theories because again, Miss Born reference. But yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. So the I think um, the one that I had was what if the studding lands grow mm. and it gets to the point where no one can ever channel again? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I actually like, like the studdings are like very interesting. And I think, I don't know, Van has done some, Van, the um, first chair of the Brown Aja has done some work with the Ogier. Mm, and there was something about a uh, Nim. I forgot. God, this was Jory's idea. I for I have to look up that Terran Grail. <laughs> <laughs> the Ogier are really interesting as well yeah. because in Weaves of the Wheel, they're the ones doing all of the rebuilding. Yeah, like for Malkier, but I could see them the eventually. Tower. Yeah. Can you guys give me two seconds? I could... I'll be right back. Sure. Keep talking. Yeah, sure. But I could see them also maybe helping with the schools because they yeah, are such you know, big into yeah yeah so maybe there could be a ogier brown aja team up <laughs> somewhere <laughs> but i don't know i think um for the i guess like <laughs> what did you call it again aluminum foil <laughs> yeah aluminum foil <laughs> You'll see when you get to Miss Bornier to why aluminum hats. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things that could happen, and I guess that would be a fun question to ask listeners as well. Like, what's yeah. your funny theories on what happens in the fourth age, or what could happen? Yeah, because they were talking, like, in the Dusty Wheel episode about... Uh, Something with um with the crystal columns and the um, and Avienda's predictions and the Genail, they they were theorizing a lot about mm -hmm. that and about the more about the end of the books and the fourth age, but that theory was really interesting. Rob, uh, Malgir talked like was the one that suggested that one, and it's very very interesting. I don't know if I can find it though. We'd have to ask him. He's great with those. Yeah, yeah, I could ask him. Oh. And I really want to see the um, Weaves of the Wheel nationalities where yes. all the players are playing from and stuff like that. Tracy, we are just wrapping up our, if you have any funny theories or predictions. Um. <clears throat> I think we kind of touched on what I have thought would happen after this point, which is the advancement in technology and a combination of that with um, the power. Um, mm -hmm. Although I just think yours is the best. 
<laughs> the setting. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Well, this one isn't personally like mine. I didn't come up with it on my own, but I've seen people talking about it before. And that's always stood out to me. I was like, oh, what would be a wheel of time yeah, without know. channeling? So you can see I it properly it. because it's on my phone. But that's the map oh, okay. for the railways. It's a little bit Oh, small. I love that. You should, you should send that yeah. to us on the Discord mm -hmm. channel. Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing that, like, when I was reading over these histories that have been written, for me, I always just kind of pictured a piece and almost like a renaissance after the last battle. Like, that's what I would personally hope for. Um, me too. And it just doesn't, like, it almost feels as though things just began to collapse really like in these histories it feels as though things kind of started to collapse towards warfare and a distrust of nations and i mean that's <laughs> that makes isn't that how real life <laughs> yeah is? i mean it's it's super <laughs> it's super realistic like how many things have we seen throughout history that is like and this is the battle to end all battles mm -hmm. uh, until the next time guys next time yeah yeah that's what happens next mm -hmm. there's another battle there's never a last battle um but i had like kind of for some odd reason, had, like, these huge rosy colored glasses on, and I'm like... So did I, and I think this talk has really changed my thoughts on yeah, I don't, a lot of things. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Someplace, even if just in my mind, needed to be stable and, you know, perfect, perfect and purposeful, mm -hmm. and perfect is... Almost a combination of perfect and pur purposeful. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's what that is. Okay. So I think we can go ahead and do our wrap-up. And is there anything that you guys want to add before we finish off here? Uh, no, just I, if you'd like to join me, feel free to contact me. The links are probably are going to be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we'd love to have you it's always and, amazing to have like new people yeah and i have to say that the weaves of the wheel community when i think of wheel of time communities on instagram i think weaves of the wheel is the biggest most open genuinely nice Aww. interesting caring group out there and i would definitely recommend if anyone is really into these type of games it's it's a great, I mean, it's a yeah, great And you don't need to so. be a good writer. You can do videos like Jordan does. Speaking of, uh, Sana just like uploaded one that he did during the uh, Tarval and Ball. Yeah, we have like events like every like so often like in the year. And so we have uh, like Beltine, the Sunday festival, Tarval and Ball, the Feast of the Lights. So come join us for Speaking the Feast of, of the Lights. <laughs> I think it's the week before <laughs> Christmas, the weekend. I'll share that Ooh, on the okay, link yeah, on yeah. the discords. It's, they do all kinds yeah. of cool stuff, yeah. And so you can join us for those, but the one, the video I'm talking about that uh, Jory made, like he does most of his content like through videos rather than writing, and so he made one from uh, something that happened in the uh, Tarvalon Ball where he and Jason and Kahira just started like, in that they wanted to, like, bring in a truck through the gateway to the White Tower. 
it is a whole disaster. <laughs> so we invented this idea of like troll hunters, like based off like like kind of like based off like Ghostbusters. And so he did this video. It was hilarious. When you're talking so about this, funny. this is just making me think of when we were in New Spring and they get to this Beltine festival and there's trollic heads on spikes like outside the festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, welcome to the ball. (laughs) Okay. So, first off, thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday, and we would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community. Let us know what you thought of our content, correct us, send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a Discord channel. Just find us on any of our social media platforms and we can send you an invite. And if you're interested in Cheyenne's Discord channel, um, you can also find links to her in the notes so yeah, yeah. yep I'll, i will do my very best to have any the... and every link we have mentioned <laughs> there are so many links <laughs> yeah, there the of the wheel, i've been making Discord hits fun uh like yeah especially right now because uh colors is going through uh the series for the first time and seeing his reactions is priceless uh the end of book five uh <laughs> Now that he got to uh, Lord of Chaos and went on a bond strand, it's priceless seeing all those first time reader reactions, though. <laughs> those big moments are so good. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Did we get everything? So until next week. Uh, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>